Hello and welcome to Super Saturday as a comic book media podcast where each episode we'll be focusing on your favorite comic books, TV shows, and movies to figure out if these projects will stand the test of time. I'm Damon A and on today's episode I am joined by... Shaya. <laughs> Alright, on with the show. Okay, Shaya. So I stumbled across your page and I saw all of your art and I got to say, I fucking love your work. Your work is fantastic. Um, the first piece that I remember seeing was your art for X-Men Evolution that featured Emma Frost if she was on the show and everything like that. So my first question for you before we dive into news roundup is what do you love most about the X-Men? Uh, um, so... Yes, thank you for um, having me on your podcast. Uh, I did enjoy doing those evolution posters. And to your question, one of the things that I really love about the X-Men is kind of like the soap opera-ness of, of their lives, like how dramatic they can be and how lots of their personal like connections are as important as like their powers. So you could very well do like a hundred comics on just their personal lives without even mentioning, you know, a fight with a villain. Their powers will still be in play, but doesn't necessarily have to be all action packed all the time. Um, so that's kind of one of the aspects, but also I think the major aspect is the otherness of them. Like, you know, that's the main, main like metaphor in the X-Men universe, like their powers make them the representation for like minorities and i think i wasn't exactly sure if i knew that when i first said um watching or like reading x-men stuff i just knew there was something that i felt connect connected to mm-hmm. it was like a lot lot lo- like later on that i started connecting the pieces and i was like wait a minute maybe <laughs> maybe i'm relating to this because i feel like others too in some other in some other like instances so yeah i think th- I think that answers your question, I guess. <laughs> no, that was a good answer. In all honesty, I kind of... kind My, my answer is kind of the same with you, because honestly, when it comes to comic books, mm. I think one of the most interesting parts with comics is the soap opera-ness of it. I think if, mm-hmm. he, if your character is interesting outside of their costume, that's amazing, yeah. because you can add so much extra layers to it. And the thing I like about the X-Men is that there's just so many layers, and... Maybe it's the fact I like knowing messy stuff. Maybe that's why, because the X-Men can be kind of messy. <laughs> but I think you yeah. right, You hit the nail right on the head with that. Like, the soap opera-ness of it is so interesting. And then on the flip side yeah. of it, like, you know, being black and everything and being a minority, mm-hmm. um, it has that extra layer of connect- connection right there. I think growing up for me, because mm-hmm. um, I was a kid from Detroit and America, and seeing a lot of other like black individuals who loved the X-Men, like, I don't know, something that, like in my head canon, in my like head as a little kid, I was like, this is a property yeah. that a lot of black people gravitate towards. This is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah, just I think that's one of the reasons I really like the X-Men a lot. So mm-hmm. for this news roundup, I only got one piece of news, primarily because I think this has been a kind of quiet 
week for comic book news, I would say. So according to My Time to Shine, they're known for scooping a lot of different um, Marvel and just DC stuff as well, too, for movies and whatnot. Allegedly, they said for Deadpool 3, uh, there's going to be, the, the premise is this, the TVA are going to be picking up the prime versions of each heroes across the multiverse to prepare them to fight <laughs> Kang. And so they picked Hugh Jackman's Wolverine as a recruit, and it's basically like Deadpool is helping the TVA get Hugh Jackman's Wolverine since he's the prime Wolverine. What's your thoughts on that possibly being the plot of Deadpool 3? Um, it seems like a lot of information <laughs> as a plot. Um, I don't know how they're going to explain it to make it like easy for people who may not be following other parts of like the MCU to understand all of these things. Um, so I don't know how that's going to work. But yeah, it seems very seems like a reach <laughs> to me to you know have to do that to get Hugh Jackman to be in a movie yeah that seems like a real stretch because like I... and something about saying like oh he's the prime like the 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 best of the best the main person the main Wolverine it's like I love Hugh Jackman I feel like we can all agree we love Hugh Jackman but it's like yeah I'm okay with somebody else. I'm okay with just doing something else without having to do all the extra stuff. Yeah, I think also we haven't been introduced to other Wolverines as a concept, mm-hmm. or that many other versions of other characters in the MCU as a concept. So I think it's asking a lot of the viewers to assume that this makes sense and that, okay, since we haven't seen anybody else, let's just believe that Hugh Jackman's Wolverine is the best Wolverine. <laughs> let's just all collectively disagree we're just gonna like shut off our brains and just be like you know what i'm gonna just sit down (laughs) i'm just gonna sit down a little this it's okay (laughs) i'm just i feel like um i always struggle with this with um having to know how much um of my belief i need to suspend while i'm watching something um i feel like it comes with the kind of genre it is to like suspend your belief and just go with something so sometimes i struggle with it because i can be very like logical mm-hmm. and like want things to be like make sense from like point a to point b but um i think sometimes i need to be a little bit more easy with things like this <laughs> yeah like honestly no i completely agree with you on that i think for me like mm-hmm. I can turn off my brain for certain movies and maybe even certain stories. I can, but I can only do it for like so much. Like, yeah. I'm trying to think of an example of where I was like, okay, this is some, this is kind of trash, but I'll let it slide, I guess. But so, I don't know. There's only like a limit to it, so I agree mm-hmm. with you on that. I think I kind of had the same feelings when uh, Spider-Man: uh, Far From Home came out because, like. It was good to see the the, the previous versions of those characters come back, but a part of me was like. Did we need it? I would have rather just yeah. seen the MCU's version of these characters. But mm-hmm. I guess nostalgia. Um, so, you know, I know we talked a little bit about, about why you enjoy the X-Men. But my next mm-hmm. question for you, actually three questions, is what was your first exposure to the X-Men? Like, what was your first thing, like moment you remember seeing the X-Men or finding out who the X-Men were? Yeah. Um, the first time I remember seeing the X-Men was from the 90s animated series, if I remember correctly. Um, 
I think that was it. I was in Nigeria at the time, and um, we at that time I don't think a lot of our like TV programming had like set like times and like um, schedules for things. So sometimes you're just watching TV and something pops up and you're just introduced to something new like that. Um, so that was it. And seeing those like characters and like powers and stuff like that really drew my attention. And I think that, I think if I remember correctly, it's either that or X-Men Evolution, but I'm pretty sure it's a 90s animated series because my memory of my childhood is actually quite trash. <laughs> I don't remember anything properly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would say mine would have to be probably the 90s show, but like this is going to get controversial mm. and I already know the soups. They're going to probably kill me for this, but I used to hate the 90s X-Men show. Actually, I used to not like the X-Men when I was a kid. really surprisingly like it took me until maybe i was mm. like and when i say little kid like i mean like a toddler when i got like maybe i want to mm-hmm. say like eight is when i started liking the x-men but like as a toddler I, I remember like vividly i didn't really care for the x-men i thought they were kind of boring i liked wolverine though i fucking so love wolverine i don't know and you know i th- think the reason why was because i didn't really get it at first I think, um, cause like my, fir- yeah, so like my first experience with, with them was when, um, my cousin had like a whole box full of fucking, uh, cassette tapes or whatever. And he had all mm-hmm. of the Batman movies. I fucking love the Batman movies. Watched them all the time. I loved watching mm-hmm. Superman, loved watching Spider-Man, all that type of shit. Right. But he also mm-hmm. had like two tapes that was from the X-Men show. I had no idea what the fuck mm-hmm. was going on in those tapes because it was just <laughs> random episodes collected on there. So I was like, mm-hmm. Who's Morph? Who's that? Oh, Wolverine's cool. I like Cyclops. Yeah. They know Spider-Man, so that's okay. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, th- I think that's my first time like really like going, like thinking about it and like noticing it. And then I remember going to see the X-Men movies, though. I remember, I don't mm-hmm. remember X-Men 1 because like I, I was one years old when that came out. Uh, I was born in 99, so yeah. <laughs> uh, so, oh, yeah, okay. I don't remember that, but I remember going to see X-Men 2 in the theaters. I was about, like, four or something like that. only reason mm. I remember it is because I remember seeing the TV, having the trailers for it, and I remember going into, like, a drive-in movie to go yeah. see it. And the movies were kind of just, like, a little boring to me, but not too boring. It was weird. Like, I, I like <laughs> it was like I liked them, but, like, I didn't. And I don't know how to best describe it. It was weird. It, only just as I got older. Yeah. I started, like, really liking them a lot. Was there something in particular that... Um, convinced you or took you over to liking it? I think it had to do with me liking the Marvel Universe because I remember watching Spider-Man the Animated Series a lot. And I remember watching the episodes where the X-Men came on Mm -hmm. the show. That's when I started liking them more. And then um, starting to read Mm. comics where some of the X-Men were there. Like, I remember... One of my mm-hmm. earliest comics was like a new Avengers comic and Storm and uh, Wolverine were in there. And then even just playing just different video games. I like I just it started building slowly. Yeah, I would say. So, yeah, I think another reason why I like the X-Men, actually two reasons. Well, make it brief. Um, the first one is 
I am really like drawn to like female characters who aren't useless <laughs> in shows and <laughs> Storm and Rogue were kind of the most po- powerful people in that team if you go back to the 90s show and watch it because they were always bailing all of them out it, um, Rogue was flying and like kicking people Storm will come with her you know powers to like take them out of a difficult situation they got Jean, shit done unfortunately yeah they did get shit done but Gina unfortunately was given a very um, <laughs> was given the short straw in like the first few seasons. She really but was. Though. After a while, she was the phoenix. <laughs> after a while, she was the phoenix, who was the strongest person in like the universe to them. So at the end of the day, she still had, um, you know, her time to shine. The second reason is um, I kind of liked uh, a concept of people with superpowers who had like kind of like defects with the superpowers like cyclops needed the um visor to you know function as a normal human being um rogue had to wear the gloves little things that i wasn't seeing in other other shows like superman could use his hit vision and nothing would happen to him he'll just go on so it was like very interesting to me that they would have like some certain drawbacks with their powers that's why i think i liked it <laughs> i loved the the fact that like cyclops he couldn't take off his visor a lot of the time that's something mm-hmm. that i started liking a lot of, a lot more as i got more invested with the x-men as time went on going back to what you were saying about gene in the 90s show you know it's real <laughs> when they have to make memes about the fact that gene would use her powers one time and then faint listen it was crazy. I rewatched the 90s show. I don't know why I did that, but it was actually, I know why I did that. It was during the pandemic. <laughs> I rewatched the 90s show and I was literally this close to making a super cut of Jean fainting every time she either used her powers or screamed Scott or something until I realized I'm not the first person in the world to think of this and so that there were actual YouTube videos <laughs> of it. <laughs> oh, but yeah, my it was wild. <laughs> Oh my fucking god! Like it was just, it like it felt like it was just Tuesday. Like oh, it must be Tuesday. Jeans fainting again. Well, actually, since we're talking about different mutants, who was your favorite though? This is where the the um, <laughs> this is going to be very contrasting to what I just said. But I really, because of X One Evolution, which we're going to talk about, I really like Jean. <laughs> For some reason, I was actually drawn to Jean in X One Evolution. That was it. The animated series, it didn't really click for me. Mm-hmm. But I think it was Evolution that kind of um, made me like her. Why I liked her, I don't know now if it's because I liked the telekinesis ability or I liked her. And that's why I like telekinesis. So again, my memory is really terrible from like my childhood. So I can't really point why that is and also the phoenix was pretty cool too mm-hmm. and i think i mentioned this to someone recently but um seeing a character who everyone assumes is weak but has like potential to be a lot stronger kind of like an underdog in a way but um uh someone who has a lot of potential and is often seen as weak like showing up and people being like taken aback <laughs> by their eventual power something i like so i'm always like every episode is like rooting for something to happen 
happen. And it's kind of like the anticipation of something to happen and everyone finally being convinced that I think uh, I like I like about some characters, uh, I mean, including her. Um, going back into the comics now though and reading about her and seeing stuff like that, I realized a lot of her personality and just her stories with things I made up in my head and don't actually align <laughs> with who she is actually. <laughs> so maybe she isn't my favorite character. Maybe it's just <laughs> my projection of her. <laughs> it's your head canon. Everything's canon in your head canon. <laughs> I have in my notes like further down that like my favorite person in the episode. And yeah. even from what I remember about X-Men Evolution, I liked Jean a lot in this show. A lot. And yeah, like going back to what you were saying about like you enjoying characters that people like underestimate. I think that's one of the reasons why I like mm. uh, the Invisible Woman. Like the Invisible Woman is arguably the strongest person on the Fantastic exactly. Four. Exactly. Exactly. Like like literally, strongest person on the Fantastic mm-hmm. Four. Best powers. And honestly, I would argue she's actually more of the leader than Reed on that team. She has to be because. I haven't really followed Fantastic Four, but Reed gives me the personality where he needs someone to like put him in line or also go too far off on his own, like, um, you know, mm-hmm. machinations and stuff like that. So, yeah, and the rest of the rest of them are just like <laughs> children, mm-hmm. <laughs> the human search and the thing. They just seem like they're along for the ride and they need another person to kind of put them in line. Exactly. All right, well, are you ready to dive in? Yeah, definitely. X-Men Evolution takes inspiration from the early issues of the source material and follows the X-Men as teenagers rather than adults, as they learn to control their developing mutant powers and face various threats. So right off the bat, what was your first thoughts on this episode before like before you give it a rating because we'll get to that later but like what did you like the episode did you dislike it what were some things you liked about it i was like in the middle there were some things i liked and some things i didn't understand um it felt very rushed like it felt like there was a lot of like introduction to like different people um all in one episode I was trying to watch it like someone who had no idea of who anybody was in the show and it just felt like a lot to take in um so but there were some things i liked about it um how about you how did you feel about it on first watch honestly i'm in the same boat i would say that it was decent but it's just i felt like there was a lot of just a lot of shit happening like boom 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 which it's mm-hmm. weird because at first it was yeah. like had a good pace and then towards like the middle or mm-hmm. end is where it just like started going really fast just throwing a lot of stuff at you i'm um exactly i got yeah I, I, we'll get into it though i just it, it was okay it wasn't bad mm-hmm. but it was just i don't know um but yeah i gotta say though some things i really did like that stuff stood out to me is the fact that like this was hella Y2K. Like, this is like, this is, we're in the 2000s in this show. Like, yes. down to the style. Yes. Down to the music. That's my first notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember specifically, I, I have watched the show like probably six times or seven times. 
over my, you know, life. <laughs> so in different points, the things that stick out to me more than others, especially when we're like deep into the 2010s fashion, the fashion in X-Men Evolution looked crazy to me. Like, why did they have huge pants? Why were their boxers out in their, like, T-shirts tucked into their boxers? Um, and just, like, the fashion of everything and even the way they spoke. But now the, the 90s and the early 2000s have kind of, like, come back in fashion. It seems okay to me. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this seems pretty, pretty normal to me now. So it's always interesting with shows that have like a very identifiable, like, you know, time um, written into their, like their fashion and even their, the way they talk or the way they, you know, have their music played. So yeah, that was something that really stuck out to me. Yeah, like it just, I loved it. I really did love it. It felt like, I don't know if I'm saying this because mm -hmm we're in a time where the early 2000s is making a resurgence but it kind of felt modern regardless but then i think that's also how i mm -hmm. felt when i was a kid watching it um again in like the 2010s i kind of still felt like it felt modern mm -hmm. and it mm -hmm. made the characters feel like teenagers which i think there's like a thin line when you watch something and you're watching it and you're like mm -mm, this sounds like a 30 year old man wrote that shit this kind of yeah. like it, it had those vibes and moments, but it also felt like, OK, you know what? I could buy, you know, the use of them talking <laughs> this way or the way that they're acting and even their personalities. Mm. I think the thing that took me aback, though, was how within like the first couple of scenes, because we're at this football game and um, mm -hmm. the hip hop music was playing and everything like along with like the score. The part that really got yeah. me is when um, Cyclops is on the bleachers and he notices that Toad is like pit the people. He's like yo check it and i'm like oh okay we're we're, we're, we're doing that we're, we're doing that okay <laughs> we are <laughs> we're doing that <laughs> like i had to take a minute and pause the show after that i was like i forgot how 2000s this show was okay yeah it goes on like that throughout like lots of the brotherhood if you continue watching the show, talk very, <laughs> very that. <laughs> uh, you know, I actually never, like, I, I finished season one. Uh, I want to say, like, I mm. did, like, a little rewatch, like, a year or two ago. I only finished season one. But I've never finished the entirety mm -hmm. of X-Men Evolution. I don't know why. Really? It is. Yeah, like, I remember, because, um, like, I, like, I have, like, a lot of memories for X-Men Evolution. I'd say... I remember watching it as a mm -hmm. kid and loving it. I think this was this show was also another reason that got me mm -hmm. to like X-Men a little bit more. I remember yeah. uh, in like 2006 when they had like Disney XD, that channel or whatever, and they did reruns mm -hmm. of it and played it mm -hmm. in like all the time. And I'd watch like just random yeah, episodes yeah, yeah. here and there. But mm -hmm. uh, no, I never really like watched it in its entirety, which I honestly kind of mm. regret not doing. Because I'm honestly left with a couple yeah. of different questions on it. Like, because uh, Gene and Cyclops aren't together right off the bat. So do we watch mm -hmm. their relationship really develop in the show? Is that something that happens? Yeah, they do. it does, actually. Um, as time goes on, there's a little bit of, you know, love triangles here and there, um, miscommunication, all those, like, teen angsts, teen romance kind of tropes definitely do play, but 
I think at the end of the show, they're together. Um, and yeah, like I mentioned, I watched this, I watched the 90s series on this um, when I was in Nigeria, the first two seasons of X-Men Evolution was in Nigeria, but that was where it stopped in our um, programming. It just never continued for some reason. Um, then I, I think I traveled to the UK with my mom in 2005. And then I saw that there were newer episodes there. And it was really like annoying because I really wanted to watch all of them. So I got back home, I learned how to use torrents and I got those got those things on my computer. And that's how I that's how I finished <laughs> finished watching uh the show and I watched it a lot more after that. So yeah. Now soups. You need to go back to watch it. Now soups, we don't support torrenting. However, in the early 2000s, it doesn't 2000s. count. <laughs> yeah, it was back then. It doesn't count. It's okay. <laughs> Statue of limitations have passed, I think. I hope. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but you know, so the, this episode was pretty interesting, I'd say, because after the whole baseball, not ba- the whole mm. football game. <laughs> Is going on and everything. (laughs) And like I said, I was left to those questions because we're seeing that Jane and Cyclops aren't really there together. And it looks like she has like a relationship with this jock. uh, Yeah. Who is an asshole, uh, might I add. Like, I don't even like him. I don't really remember his name. I think his name's actually, no, I think his name's Duncan. Have it in my notes. And Duncan, yeah. Going back to what we were talking about with Cyclops just like saying, yo, check it or whatever. He goes and like figures out that Toad is like pickpocketing the different people. So he goes into the bleachers. But the football people, they actually noticed it too. So they're going over there to bully Toad. And mm-hmm. my question for you is, what do you think about Toad as a character in this episode? Um, I think people are being really mean to him. <laughs> Throughout the throughout the episode, people were being really mean to him. First, they said he smelled. They found him annoying. They just found his entire personality to be trash. And literally every scene he was in, someone made a comment about how he smelled. So if I, it was really bad that people were just being like super mean. <laughs> um, yeah, I felt like he wasn't given a fair chance when he even got to the um, to the mansion, even though he was there for like you know dubious purposes. I felt like even Storm was saying Xavier was being too, too like good-hearted to be considering him to join, to join the um, X Men. You know something? I just I didn't put that in my notes, but I just remembered that that was something that Storm said, and I was sitting there thinking about it when she said it. I yeah. was like, I mean, him and Nightcrawler just got into a little scuffle. You guys get in arguments all the time. Yeah, that's a little like I feel like the yeah. episode should have like been made like it should have been like a two parter, like a two parter episode where it was like you know a nice nice little pilot yeah. that gave us more reason to suspect mm-hmm. that like you know Toad really shouldn't be there because all he did was just mm-hmm. pit pocket and he was a little like rude, but like I think it was more of him just being reactionary. Mm-hmm. Like people are being mean to him, so he's like you know returning to energy, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm assuming it's because of his mutant abilities, he smelled that way. So if they're willing to give Nightcrawler or Kurt the watch that changed him, they could give him some deodorant. Like <laughs> it was not that it's not that terrible. <laughs> <laughs> 
but like, difference... I can't imagine how much that watch must have cost to make. I'm pretty sure antiperspirant or like you know a little <laughs> body wash will not have been that expensive. <laughs> Who do you think would be the one to give them, uh, to give Toad the body wash or the odorant? Mm-hmm. I, I think I... Jane probably would give him some suggestions, and then Storm would give him like a, a body scrub to use because he wasn't still washing himself properly. Then. After they all gave up, Xavier would like mind wipe him to convince him to actually do <laughs> proper cleaning. That's how it will go. Honestly, I-, I could see that. I could see like it just being conversation. Gene is like, hey, maybe you should, you know. I could see Storm just going ahead and getting a-, a basket. Just put it, just put, just, just, just like a nice little gift basket, yeah. put it on his bed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, nah. I- I don't know. I think they could have been a little bit nicer to Toad. Justice for Toad. Yeah. It's justice for Toad. Within the first three minutes of the show, we got a classic Gene shouting, Scott, when he was in that fight and his lasers started flying about. It was like, yes, this is the X-Men. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Yeah. No, my favorite thing right after that moment would have to be when... Uh, it kind of like checked off the boxes like for a classic X-Men story. Gene has to say Scott maybe like once or twice. Mm-hmm. Cyclops has to go full Velma and yeah. lose his glasses. Uh, and then my favorite yes. one. My favorite one is it's... Professor X has to do his gaslighting on at least one person. And he did it this episode. He exactly. gaslighted the fuck out of that police officer. And, you know, I just love it. Mm-hmm. it I love it. So, you know, yeah, before perfect. we hop into the rating part of this episode, is there any other things you wanted to talk, uh, bring up about it? Or any of my closing thoughts about the episode? Yes. Three things. And all about Storm. One, why is she Xavier's driver? Two, why does she have that makeup? Three, why... What was what was why why did he make her older than the rest of them? <laughs> Shea. <laughs> you can't just oh, oh, oh no the makeup is just really it's not it's not like I have in there. <laughs> Shea. <laughs> Actually, you just reminded me. I was gonna ask you your thoughts on making Storm older, yeah. but like you 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 went for the makeup too. <laughs> yeah. I just feel. The way it was like drawn or illustrated didn't just make sense. Like I liked that she had makeup on. I like when characters have like little like I didn't see, I mean little like things that are different from other characters. But it just felt like you know they used like a like a soft brush, like a soft airbrush on her cheeks for the blush, and it just looked very strange when there's nothing that's like soft in the rest of like the drawing process i'm enjoying like aesthetic so it's just like why why was this done but i can't think of another way to have done it anyway so i don't feel too you know too hung up about that but you know now that i think about it i kind of the makeup that was chosen it kind of doesn't look like it fits the skin tone either it looks a little too light in comparison like it looks like it was just yeah. dusted on now that i'm like yeah. thinking back to it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think it also goes into my thoughts on 
keeping Wolverine an adult, I like that. That was actually pretty cool because we didn't have to see that love triangle. I think it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But because he's a really old man and he has been the same, like he's looked the same for a long time. So I think it makes sense in that way. Exactly. Now, on the flip side, mm-hmm. I would say making Storm an adult and like not like a like she's in her 20s, like she's a grown ass adult. Mm-hmm. I think I, that was mm-hmm. a problem. I would have wanted to see Storm in the school. And I would have wanted to see like her and um, yeah. Jean have that friendship. I know that like Jean becomes friends with like Kitty exactly. when she comes, and a little bit with Rogue when she comes later and everything. But like, mm. it doesn't really feel the same to me. I feel like Storm should have been in in their age group. Yeah, I feel like it's all been so because it's all been so good for like her character because it it really aged her up for me just generally because this is one of the like building blocks for my love for the X Men. So in my mind, I still feel like Storm is a lot older than the rest of them, which isn't true. Mm-hmm. So that has kind of like warped my mind in terms of this. But I also ha- will just have loved to see how she would have been in like the school setting, being a teenager, and how her like relationships with the rest of them would have been, especially like with Jean and yeah, the rest of the characters. I think why they might have done it um, is because you know, like during the season the new character Spike comes in, mm-hmm. who is her nephew. And there's that like nephew aunt dynamic that is there. Um I, I mean she he I was talking to somebody on about this on Twitter that she she could have just been her I mean his like older cousin. I think it was still yeah. like made sense for the story. Um but I think another reason is like, over like the course of the show, um one of the things I like about X Men Evolution is that they pit like one good character against a bad character as the show goes on um and they have like reoccurring fights so i think her and mystique always had like something always had like a fight going on and them being about the same age like just visually kind of works um yeah like kurt's personally pit against him is toad and they were introduced in the same show in the same episode same thing with um Kitty and Avalanche, who was introduced in the next episode, episode two, which I watched immediately after I watched episode one because I just wanted to see <laughs> what it would be like. Um, and it was actually, I think it was actually a better episode. It was a lot more calm and also made me realize why I like Jane because she was involved in the episode two. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Honestly, I agree with you on that. I feel like if Storm was there, you could have lent itself to more interesting stories and stuff like that. I think mm. I know that the Morlocks do come later in the show. I think I remember seeing that episode. Honestly, I could have like imagined yeah. the whole like um the whole rivalry between her and Callisto? Yes, Callisto. That would have been interesting, um, like to see if they were both were teenagers. Say, for example, the Morlocks had like uh, an organization mm. under the school or something like that. Like, just you know, change it a little bit, or even yeah. like showing her yeah. butting heads with Cyclops to be the leader of the X Men. They're the same age, so like it would have been like exactly. interesting to see that. And also, I feel mm. like if Storm was a teenager, she would have been serving in this show. She would have been serving looks in this show. She would have been. She would have. Actually, yeah. Actually, I'm actually... Because I did that whole Emma Frost thing, evolution thing. 
people have asked me to do Storm, like a concept of how a teenager. And I really want to do that. I'm extremely like overwhelmed with stuff in my life right now. So mm -hmm. I haven't done it yet, but I really want to do it and see how it looks like. Um, obviously, I think I know that they had their reasons for making her older. I just wish it wasn't her, you know, it could have been someone else. Yeah, it could have been somebody else. And I wonder... Cause like you, they even like had Beast come along as an adult. Um, so in all honesty, they really yeah. could have just pulled from somebody else. I mean, maybe they just wanted to still have that female, older female presence there. Maybe, possibly, who knows? Um, mm, but like, I'm th I'm thinking they could have I been mean, somebody true. else. True, you have like, yeah, you have like Xavier. Maybe they could have had Moira, yeah, um, come into the show and be like Xavier's like friend or like co-teacher or something. But they did need that, like, older adults, like, female. Because, you know, Xavier has a couple of children in his house. True. He doesn't want to keep an eye on him. <laughs> True. Exactly. And, you know, going into, like, the history a little bit about this show. This show was made uh, to mm -hmm. coincide with the movie that came out. But it also was kind of a reaction slash pseudo-adaption of Ultimate X-Men and everything. With the making them teenagers and all mm -hmm. the other type of shit. Uh and I got to say, mm -hmm. I love when a show that is supposed to just be made to advertise something else ends up being really good. Mm. Like, this mm. show is up there with that. Batman the Animated Series is one of those things. Spectacular Spider-Man. My God, Spectacular yeah. Spider-Man is a great example of that, too. And mm -mm -mm. the little bits that they did borrow from um, the movies... That was kind of like, you know, there along with like even Ultimate X-Men. It worked so well. I would say yeah. it worked really well with the costume design. Like they had black costumes, but they still had individualized, yeah. colorful costumes at the same time. Yes. Yes. I love it. Um, Stephen Gordon, who did the um, character arts, the concept arts for the characters, did such a great job. I mean, um, I follow him on Instagram and he, you know. I don't want to brag, but he <laughs> he also follows me and he likes a couple of some of my concept stuff. Um, so it's really cool. And I mean, the the costumes, even they're like everyday clothes. Hold on, we have to do a round of I applause. I like how... We need a round of applause right now because <laughs> it's okay to brag on this show. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Of course. Um, yeah, even they're like like you mentioned, the colors of their costumes work really well. Um, and their everyday clothes, you know, the X-Men characters kind of have like colors that I identified with them. Um, but I like how the everyday clothes are just, you know, different colors. And even over as the season, the seasons go, they change, you know, clothes. They have like alternate outfits. So I feel like, you know, like you mentioned, um, something that, probably wasn't thought of to well wasn't probably planned to be as good as it is um people still like showed up and did like the best of their abilities to make it like a really good show so yeah yeah i like i, I, I just love it i honestly <laughs> i feel like the show might be getting a little forgotten though because i think a lot of people are like oh 90s x-men 90s x-men which i'm gonna say it I like the X-Men Evolution Same. better. I like it better. I'm sorry. Like, I like it better. Cyclops is a person. I do, too. Yeah. Cyclops is a person. Mm -hmm. Jean has more personality. Actually, a lot of the team 
in X-Men Evolution, they have their times to shine from what I did see. Because I'd, I'd, I'd yeah. say I saw a lot of season one mm-hmm. and then um, half of season two along with like sprinkles of other episodes from different seasons. But mm. it just, it felt like a more, if I were to tell somebody, hey, you want to get to know the X-Men? Yes, I would show them the 90s show. But like, I would say, do you want something mm-hmm. that's like a little bit more condensed and gives you an idea? And then maybe if yeah. you want something more in line with the comics, maybe a little bit of the 90s show and then just go ahead and read the comics. I'd say I'd give them X-Men Evolution mm-hmm. first, in my opinion. But do you think this episode, first episode, will stand the test of time? And what would you give this out of a five? Um, it will stand the test of time in terms of like the story and the characters. I don't know if the fashion will stand the test of time or the music or the aesthetic, but I think as a whole, I think it's good. And I would rate the sh- the episode. If I want to be really fair, I'll give it a three, even though it makes me sad that I'm giving one of the best shows I've ever loved. But the first episode was quite, you know, quite a lot. And yeah, I'll give it a three. How about you? Um, You know what? Uh, We've been agreeing nonstop on this episode. And once again, (laughs) I agree with you. I would give this episode a three. And I do believe that it stands the test of time. Because... For the reasons that we discussed on this episode, and I know this episode kind of turned more into a discussion of the show as a whole, with us also talking about the episode, which I kind of like that. I like when that happens whenever I do an episode and it kind of just turns into something else. But I would say that X-Men Evolution, this first episode, it, it gives you an idea of what it is that you're in for when you're going with the show. Instead of it like mm-hmm. burying the hatchet and not letting you be aware that like this is going to be like a high school type drama type of show, yeah, they just take it up with stride. They're not embarrassed about it. They're like, we're just going to do it. This is mm-hmm. X Men in high school. We're going to do like pull out all the stops. Mystique is the principal. Love that actually. Mm. Uh, Magneto is like this looming force because soups at the end of the episode. Magneto shows up and he's scary as hell. He was so scary. That's my last note on this episode. He was so scary. And for what reason? He was showing up in his helmet and complete costume in the middle of the a school day in mm-hmm. front of in front of the um like principal window thing. And I was like, what is why why is this so dramatic? All right. <laughs> well, what do you guys think of X-Men Evolution, episode one, Strategy X? Or what do you think about X-Men Evolution as a whole? Be sure to let us know your thoughts on Instagram at Super Saturdays Podcast, TikTok, Super Saturdays Pod, and Twitter at Super Saturdays PC, where your messages and your reviews can make their way on the show. This is Super Saturdays. I'm Damon. And I'm Shaya. And where can the soups find you? Um, so I'm on Twitter and Instagram um, at Shaya underscore arts, which is S-E-Y-E underscore arts so it does do lots of like illustrations personal and both like x-men arts related and yeah it's it's an okay time (laughs) it's a good time (laughs) see you next saturday soups